It is the glory of God to conceal a matter. To search it out is the glory of kings. This is the Message to Kings podcast. Episode 160, Queen Athaliah's Reign of Terror. All was well with Athaliah in 841 BC. Jehoshaphat and his sons were dead. Her husband had reigned, and she was queen for years. Though her husband had since passed, and their son was the current king now, she was the queen mother, and she and her Baal friends had their run of the kingdom. Further, though she had lost her father due to battle, she still had her mother who currently had the same role as the queen mother in Israel. Baal was king in their countries, and they indirectly controlled the thrones of both kingdoms. As her son went off to help her brother, now king of Israel, fight the Arameans, she ruled the kingdom of Judah. Her life was perfect, and Baal was king. But all this changed in a single moment. A messenger came into Jerusalem, wailing and shouting. Others joined in, until the news arrived and passed from person to person. Her son had been killed. She fell back, about to faint, unable to grasp the rest of the message. Her brother had been killed, the royal family, all of her brothers and sisters, every cousin in her family. The entirety of her family line and her mother. She pulled herself up, her face full of rage, Grabbing the nearest object, a vase, she hurled it across the room, smashing it into a thousand pieces. Not one to take news lightly, she flew off the rails. I mean, off the rails. She honestly goes crazy. We don't have her true emotional reaction in writing, but we learn this lady is nasty and crazy. Not joking, crazy-like, but psycho-crazy. She's one of the craziest women in history, from what we learn soon. What happens next is totally nuts. Now, we've got to understand her context. She's crazy, she's a Baal worshiper, and she's probably demon-possessed of sorts. But further, we learn that Baal priests were, of course, demon-possessed weirdos that cut themselves and did strange stuff. But I get the feel they are... They're the ones doing the dirty work for Jezebel and Athaliah. They're the goons, the paid guns of these women. When Athaliah receives word, she calls in her goons, and probably screaming orders in emotional deliriousness, she orders the death of everyone that could take the rightful throne from her. She orders the death of everyone of the line of David to preserve herself. After all, her husband did something similar. Those demons that controlled her, no doubt, had no better plan than to destroy the entirety of the line of David, whose eternal kingdom and promise was from the Lord. Every one of his family line was to perish, leaving Athaliah, who would eventually die childless, to fulfill the plan of the enemy to eradicate the line of David. 
She orders the death of every one of the line of David, including your own grandson, the son of her son. And I'm telling you, she's off the rails, delirious, crazy, nuts. To set the stage for later, her lead Baal priest, a.k.a. Goon, his name is Matan. He's probably the head henchman behind the slaughter of children, brothers, sisters, cousins, and grandchildren. And who knows how far they went. Did they go to cousins, second cousins, third cousins? I don't know. Athaliah had in mind to kill off everyone so that no one could claim the throne from her. She orders the death of her grandson. And one could potentially imagine the sister of the deceased king catching wind of it and running to the nursery and hiding away her nephew. This sister's name was Jehosheba, and the boy's name was Joash, and he was only one years old when he was whisked away into hiding away from Athaliah's murderous hands. As her reign of terror advances, Jehosheba, the sister of the dead king, took Joash, the one-year-old grandson of Athaliah, son of the dead king, and kept him from getting killed. Jehosheba took him to the temple of the Lord, where the high priest, a very old man, he's at least 84 years old at this point, he's going to eventually live to 130. And maybe even, he could even be 100 at this point, depending on the, the time frames. His name was Jehoahash. And he takes him in and hides him in a side room of the temple of the Lord for the next six years. At this point, Athaliah is ruling Jerusalem with their goons, and unknown to her, the rightful heir to the throne is hiding very close to the palace in the inner closet of the Lord's temple. Okay, so we leave Jerusalem here, because Jehu ends up at war quickly with Haziel of Aram, and we get another historical introduction to the Assyrians, and we arrive at the black obelisk of archaeological fame in the next episode. In the meantime, Athaliah rules the entire kingdom of Judah with an iron fist and her Baal freaks and goons killing off anyone of the line of David while her grandson is hiding away in the temple of the Lord in the storage rooms, covered by an innocent, very old high priest. We find out later those Baal goons actually loot the temple of God taking away its treasures and periodically showing up to bully the priest. Got to imagine intense scenes where a priest is holding the mouth of a one or two or three-year-old boy to prevent his discovery during these raids. A strange secret life and upbringing this Joash has being raised in the Lord's closet in the temple by a very old great-great-grandfather. To conclude this episode of Message to Kings, this episode is one of those very clear passages where the Hebrew of the names define our story with even greater detail. Here are the main characters and their Hebrew meanings. Athaliah means afflicted of the Lord, better interpreted as an affliction upon Judah. Jehoashiba, the heroic woman who saved the boy, her name means Jehovah has sworn. Joash, the baby, means given by the Lord. Jehoahash, the ancient priest, means Jehovah knows. 
Can you already feel the hidden message or layers to the story? Athaliah brought affliction to the line of David and the kingdom of Judah. Athaliah orders the death of the line of David, which included her grandson, Joash, who is the gift of God. That's what his name means. Joash is tucked away and saved by Jehosheba, the heroic woman in this story, whose name means Jehovah has sworn, which is altogether true. The Lord has sworn the eternal kingdom to the line of David, for the eventual Messiah would come from this line. Check out the genealogies on this one just for fun. Jehoahash, who takes on the role of protector and guardian of the child, prays day and night for his protection and safety and redemption of the kingdom. And the Lord hears his prayers, for his name means Jehovah knows. As the boy is raised in storehouse of the Lord, or house of God like a Samuel, Athaliah has no idea what is in store for her. What amazes me about these names is the precision of them and the purpose of their names and how they personify the character and what they are. Joash is a gift. Jehosheba, who potentially gave her life for his protection, was the fulfillment of God's promise. And Jehoahash was such a man of God and such a man of prayer. The Lord knew the affliction of the people and heard their cries, and into his hands he gave over the raising of the redemption of the people. Here's an interesting personal application to this story. Are you afflicted by anything? Do you suffer from an Athaliah of any form? A recurring controlling sin, an addiction, or very hurtful relationship, abuse, past hurts, whatever, you name it here. Now regardless of your affliction, Remember, you are a Joash, a gift of God. God created you, and you are marvelously, wonderfully made. You're a gift of God, and within you, what God put inside of you and how he made you and the true reflection of who you are and God's purposes is incredible. And what Jehosheba, what promises has God given you? Or better yet, what promises in the Bible are for you? What has God spoken over your life? This is your destiny, the gift of God that you are, and the promises He has given you. And despite your affliction, the Lord has heard your cries, and He, Jehoahash, knows your fears, concerns, and struggles, and He hears you. The Lord knows what you are going through, He hears your prayers and understands your plight. Whether you receive your miracle right now or seven years from now, the Lord knows and understands and has a greater promise for you. The Lord redeems. It is who He is. Victor will come to the faithful, and the Lord always has a lot in store for those who love Him.